sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. And welcome into Pro Football Today, the big game edition here on the Sports Grid Network. I'm Joe Ranieri, joined by Michael Carver, and we've got football on our mind. And uh, so do your favorite hosts from across the network here as they are stationed live in Las Vegas all week long, getting us the inside scoop on what is going to be a pretty big game coming up on Sunday. And we'll kick things off with our good friend Ben Stevens, host of the early line. He had a chance to sit down and talk with Fox Sports NFL reporter Carmen Vitale. And here's what they had to say about the big game. Ben Stevens and Carmen Vitale getting ready for the big game on Sunday. NFL reporter for Fox Sports. Carmen, great to be back with you. You're we were here, not here, but in in Phoenix for Super Bowl 57. Yep. Now we get to do it. I think if you do it two years in a row, that's an annual tradition as we get ready for yeah, Super Bowl 58. Yeah, that establishes an – you're right. That establishes a tradition more than once. Yeah, I think I it's a it. huge thing for us. Maybe <laughs> Super Bowl 59, which I believe is in New Orleans. I think I saw a booth walking around Radio Row. So yeah. let's get ready for Super Bowl. 58. It's the Niners and the Chiefs. San Francisco, a two and a half point favorite. Total for the game is at 47 and a half. We start with San Francisco, who Carmen was booked as a favorite to win Super Bowl 58 mm-hmm. pretty much from the opening month of this NFL season. Expected to be here. They've been favored in every game. What do you make of the path for San Francisco to get here to Las Vegas? Well, it's been a kind of a tale of two seasons. Everybody says the postseason is a new season, right? And yeah. that's been the case for the 49ers, who were so dominant in the regular season. And then they get to the playoffs and they get get down and they're kind of scraping by and they're barely winning against the Green Bay Packers who no one gave a shot and then that 17 point halftime deficit that they had against the Detroit Lions Everyone pretty much thought that game was over. Granted, I, I will give the, the the crowd in Santa Clara a lot of credit. They all stayed, and Kyle Shanahan made it worth their while. So they haven't looked as dominant in yeah. the postseason, but who knows when, when it comes to the Super Bowl. It's, it's anybody's game now that they've had two weeks to prepare. The number one seed in the NFC, a 12-5 regular season record, all 12 of the wins by at least a touchdown. It's been a little bit shakier in the postseason, to say the least. Kansas City has the pedigree. It's Andy Reid. It's Patrick Mahomes. It's Travis Kelsey. Fourth Super Bowl appearance in the last five years. But this year in 2023 was a little bit different. How would you compare this KC team to the teams of the past, like when we were doing this last year in Phoenix? I mean, it's the exact opposite story of the 49ers that we were just talking about. The Kansas City Chiefs did not look unbeatable this season. But then they go into the postseason, and they pretty much control and dominate every single game. And it's a testament to Andy Reid. It's a testament to Patrick Mahomes. It's a testament to the way that they work together and how they can improvise and evolve because this is, again, not the Kansas City Chiefs team we're used to seeing. Mm -hmm. They have the most drops in the league this year by their receivers. Travis Kelsey at times hasn't looked either healthy or as dominant as he has been, but that has all changed in the postseason where this looks like the Chiefs team that we're used to seeing. And even though they're doing it with receivers that you probably wouldn't have heard the names of yeah. coming into this season, although I will say Rasheed Rice, 
has he's he's really he's he's come a long way yeah. since the beginning of the season. A rookie wideout who was emerged for this Kansas City team, but Rasheed Rice, Isaiah Pacheco, and Travis Kelsey right. of the seven postseason touchdowns Kansas City has scored, they've had all seven. And again, only seven postseason touchdowns in three games. But there is still a sentiment getting ready for Super Bowl Sunday, certainly around Las Vegas, if Patrick Mahomes is the underdog, where he has been booked as a dog 12 times in his National Football League career over the last six seasons, that you can't bet against Patrick Mahomes. Do you continue to believe with that idea, Carmen, getting ready for Sunday? I'm so torn because, honestly, I had that attitude all the way up until this game where as much as I wanted to see the Ravens in the Super Bowl because I think that would have been great for Baltimore, great for Lamar, all of that kind of stuff – history has taught me to never bet against Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes in right. the postseason. So why am I going to start doing that now, despite the fact that the 49ers have an incredible, incredibly potent offense? You think that Kyle Shanahan has learned kind of a thing or two about how to play the Chiefs, although it's going to be a, a different animal with Steve Spagnuolo yeah. as defensive coordinator. It all comes down to the fact, though, that like I can't switch up. Like, I can't switch up at this point. Mm -mm. I'm going to go with the Chiefs just because of the fact that you can't bet against these guys. This is they, they tap into something completely different. And if you watched opening night last night, there was a little bit of nervous energy by the 49ers, right? And the Chiefs were like, oh, this is business as usual, man. Yeah. Like, we're, do we're doing this again this year? Talk about an annual tradition. Yeah. That, truly, Kansas City knows exactly where they're going to be come the second weekend of February. That postseason pedigree is there. One thing I also noticed from opening night at Super Bowl 58 and this week, was a lot of boos, a lot of San Francisco 49er faithful in the yep. crowd. And I think Mahomes, although he mentioned last night or on that opening night of Super Bowl week that he never feels like an underdog, he gets the idea that maybe they are the underdog or the hated side because they have been here so often. So it sounded like Carmen Vitale is a Super Bowl prediction was the Kansas City Chiefs back-to-back yeah. -back Lombardi trophies. Can we get an official score? Oh, God, I hate score predictions. Okay. Um, you don't have to do it then. I Well, it's it's I could see it go both ways. That's the thing. I could see this being a defensive battle yeah. despite all odds and how potent these offenses can be, but I could also see a shootout. So I'm hovering in the 20s. There's gonna It's going to be like 28 to 24, something mm. like that. I think so. When you look right. at that total, 47 and a half, yeah. it's going to be so intriguing. If the game trends over, I actually lean San Francisco. Mm -hmm. If the game goes under... I actually lead the Chiefs, which leads me to my next question about this Super Bowl matchup. If it is Kansas City, what is the key matchup that will result in a Chiefs championship? I'm a big trench girl, so I Who's always not? look at the lines. Yeah. And listen, I was part of the Buccaneers team that won against the Kansas City Chiefs True. in 2020, and they did that because, the, in part, they had a lot to do with it, but in yeah. part, Kansas City's offensive line was hurt, yeah. and they were able to get pressure with four and get really creative with their blitz packages and everything like that when they did deploy them, and I think that that's going to be such a key for the San Francisco defense in that you have to play physical. We I watched the Kansas City Chiefs offensive line force uh, Roquan Smith into the catastrophic mistake at the end of the game yeah. in, in Baltimore. That was absolutely like on purpose. These, yeah. This is a physical offensive line. The 49ers are going to have to come out and they're going to have to use every bit of physicality they have on that defensive line with Nick Bosa, with Eric Armstead, with Javon, with, uh, Javon Hargrave. Yeah. God, I'm getting every, all these guys.
guys mixed up because they have so many. They have so many. They have so many. So I'm looking towards the trenches, and I'm looking on the other side of that, too, between the San Francisco offensive line and this Chiefs defensive line. A lot of blitz packages for Brock Purdy to deal with <laughs> in his first ever Super Bowl appearance. So I'm not going to say that the overall thought process was wrong, but let's say the outcome and your prediction is wrong on Super Bowl Sunday and the 49ers Wendy Lombardi trophy in Las Vegas. What will be the main reason San Francisco gets it done? I have to think it has to do with Christian McCaffrey. Carmen Vitali getting us set for Super Bowl 58 and even beyond into 2024 with the NFL draft, covering the NFL for Fox Sports. Carmen, thank you so much. I'll see you next year, I guess, in New Orleans. Uh, yeah, we have to keep this tradition up, right? That would be three years in a row. <laughs>
You know, I think uh, Super Bowl 54 was re really unique for me because I, I had my kids, and they were really little. So uh, I remember getting up Super Bowl morning, and always Super Bowl that Sunday is just the clock never moves. Yeah. You could sit in your room, turn over, it's five minutes, yeah. six minutes. Uh, so I went to my my room with, to see my wife and kids and played catch with them and, and hung out. So uh, that, to me, was a lot of fun. And then um, – you know, just being able to spend that time. Listen, this thing's a, this has turned into the, such a show, right? Yeah, they yeah. call it the big game. It's a show. <laughs> That's what it is. Uh, but I remember I, I would always go out to the field. And when I got to the stadium, I walked out in my street clothes, but I had my credentials on and security came swarming me at the 50 <laughs> yard line. And this just happened with, I was with Tom Rinaldi walking out yeah. against the Rams in the NFC Championship, and they're like, you, sir, I'm in dressed in San Francisco 49ers sweats. Yeah, like, yeah. sir, you can't be out here. I'm like, sure. what are you talking about? I'm taking today. Should have yeah. dressed up like <laughs> us. Should have brought the suit. Like, this guy suit. means business. Yeah. yeah. This is the part of – so I guess there's more waiting around for you maybe than every other position depending on how the game goes. But the halftime feels crazy to me because, like, sometimes we'll do a live show or whatever, and we're like – when is the game going to start yeah. up? For you guys, obviously, routine is such a big part of what you do. Does that feel as long or as yeah. usual or way longer? Well, here's what I'll tell you we did. For the halftime show, uh, not this week, but the previous week, as you're leading up, it's all your prep. Yeah. So what, what I tried to do is I tried to simulate early in the week what the game might feel like. So if okay. we were at practice, I would warm up pregame. I'd kick in the middle like the period. Then I'd wait like 30 minutes and then go do it again. So that was like my halftime routine based on the schedule they give you. Uh, I would say that uh, it doesn't really matter. They could give you an hour and a half, and it still feels like a full day. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter. One of the coolest things I did my first Super Bowl is I went out early, and it was raining. So it was, it was Prince singing Purple Rain. And I was waiting just for like – I didn't want to sit in the locker room because it's just – if if you have the home locker room, it's bigger. If you have the away locker room, the visitor locker, it's really tiny, uh -huh. and you have all the people, the staff, and it's just chaos. And I think like the big thing for me is, I always wanted to stay in like the moment, and I just know that the last thing I want to do is sit in my locker like this, just waiting for these guys. <laughs> when are we gonna go? When are we gonna go? So those are kind of the memories that I have from Super Bowl weeks when Speaking I played. Speaking of your routine, last year with San Francisco during the 2022 NFL playoffs. A warm-up routine of yours went viral <laughs> as you were kicking through the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders inside AT&T Stadium. What does it take for Robbie Gold to be perfectly game prepared? Well, here's what I'll tell you. When we came out, <laughs> I usually come out and I'll say, hey, where is everybody at? Yeah. Uh, the cheerleaders were at the 50-yard line. Um, I was like, I'll be fine down here at the 2025. And then actually here, I was, I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and then oh, next God. thing you know, I didn't have any idea, but I was like, all right, whatever. I'll kick. It's not a problem. And then I get done and I get to my phone and everyone's like, dude, it was on the Jumbotron. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, it's, you know, somebody made a big deal about the Green Bay one. The only one I did on purpose was the Rams. I was kicking at halftime. They came out for the kickoff and, uh, they wouldn't move. I was like, hey, guys, just give me one more. I'll get out of your way. Like, yeah, whatever. I was like, all right. So I tried to skim it off the guy's head. And <laughs> I like that. I was that's like, good. I'm not, forget this. Like, you guys, it's not that big of a deal. It's one more kick. But that's just how those moments work. You I know? thought you were going to tell me that when you saw the Cowboys cheerleaders at the midfield logo, you were going to be like, all right, 
66, 67 yards show I got off the this. leg. I got this. Impress the people <laughs> yeah. out there. Yeah. That would be good. Yeah. I, I would like now the more impressive thing is kicking in Big Ten football though, right? Because the Big Ten scoring's hard to come by. Yep. I mean that's hey, my read on it. Ground and pound, baby. You know, big run game. I just <laughs> here's the deal. Be I'm, nice, Kevin. I'm outnumbered. I'm I'm outnumbered. Well, okay, what what conference do you cheer for? Tammy, so honestly, independent. Shout out ND. Oh, okay. I don't even count. Well, that's I why count. you don't count the Big Ten. Yeah. No, I just, I'm excited. All right, so here's how I'll set it up. <laughs> yeah, I'm very excited for the realignment. I know a lot of the purists are a little frustrated because it's ruining everything. I cannot wait to see what happens when the pass happy Pac 12 walks into Big Ten country. And maybe Iowa is going to shut all these teams out 7 0 or. Maybe it's 49 to 3, and somebody should have said, okay, we should start throwing the football. It's 2024. Well, here's what I will tell you yeah. teams like Michigan, Ohio State, which Ohio State still runs a spread offense. Yeah. You know, I think the teams that run the football will be able to manage the game better because those teams on the pass happy, let's score every drive, don't get the ball as much, so they get out of rhythm. And I think what'll be cool for me. It's, with them coming in as a Big Ten or myself going to Penn State is the Big Ten now will have TV and eyeballs for Heisman trophies for uh, other awards coast to coast. Mm. Yeah. So I think it's phenomenal for that. But you're also bringing in really good programs, whereas the Pac-12 wasn't a great football division of any a conference of any sort after everyone starts leaving. So. Yeah. Um, I think it made the Big Ten better, uh, frankly. Uh, but I do think that it'll be great for people to be able to watch two different styles of football, which is essentially the NFL anyways. Yes. I heard you in one of the scores you gave out, 49-3. to three. That's a field goal on the other side. <laughs> That's a beautiful thing right there. There's nothing wrong with that. No. So we're at the FanDuel set yep. each and every morning. One of our good friends is the associate producer for the show after us up in Adams, which you were yeah. on earlier in this week. Mm -hmm. You were there. Playing some beer pong. As of right now, you are on top of the leaderboard of beer pong at Up and Adams. Uh, I'm still there, I hope. Yes. I, 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 but I think no one else interviewed yet. Well, in person. Robbie, we didn't <laughs> review Top that. is top. <laughs> what we have right now. But yes, so I'm the leader. of this moment. I'm the leader. Leader in the clubhouse, champion of beer yeah. pong. What other hidden talents does Robbie Gold have? Uh, I love the golf. Uh, big golfer. Mm -hmm. uh, I golfed uh, yesterday in the pouring down rain here in Las Vegas, which, by the way, uh, it's two days in a row. Not real happy about it. One final question before okay. we let you go. Here we are, Super Bowl 58 mm -hmm. week. Harrison Butker on one side, Jake Moody on the other. What is your advice for these kickers on this biggest stage? Butker has been there. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, welcome back in pro football today here. Uh, the big game edition on the Sports Grid Network. Now, uh, those of you that have followed the network here, then you no doubt understand how much fun it is when Gabe Renzi gets to show up in Las Vegas. It was also pretty fun when he got to sit down with former NFL player Sean Merriman to talk about this game coming up on Sunday. Here's what they had to say. We are kicking it live on Meteor Row, Las Vegas, Nevada, but you already know that, and I think you already recognize the man is sitting next to me, uh, former NFL badass, uh, now, of course, lights out extreme fighting. He's a regular 
on Sports Rage, but I always love kicking it live, face to face with my main man, Sean Merriman. Oh, hey, man, always doing, good, man? bro. Good to see you. Always good. And your stomping grounds? Well, L.A., Las Vegas, San Diego. Yeah, hey, they're all your stomping grounds, bro. But good to see you, my man. Yeah, good to see you too. So listen, you've got lights out, fourteen, uh, coming up. It's I can't believe it. I guess you and I are getting old. And time flies by because I remember talking to you like lights out one, yeah. lights out five. I was yeah. like, man, congratulations on lights out ten. Dude, we're already at 14. Yeah, you know, it's kind of crazy. So we, we got a big fight uh, next week, uh, Friday, in Long Beach, California. Lights out extreme fight 14. Uh, this is our biggest fight that we've had so far because we got two or three guys in this card. I believe they'll probably head off to the UFC and get that opportunity there. Uh, we'll be live on FUBO, FUBO TV, FUBO Sports. And also, we're introducing these Lights Out Tech gloves where it measures speed, power punch, impact, G-force. So we're going to find a way to just try to get some of this data displayed. When guys get hit in the cage, you can measure the, 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 the power and the speed of, of that punch coming, where it's landing at. Uh, we got cameras that's, that's kind of capturing capture the motion uh, of the fight below us. So it's, it's going to be really cool, real, really interactive, and uh, I can't wait to int introduce it to the fans. So you've always taken the production of this very seriously. Yeah. How did this come to be where you're sort of revolutionizing things? I mean, we've always said, how come there's not a chip in a football? Yeah. You've beaten the National Football League, essentially, <laughs> with this technology. But So you're going to be able to measure how strong punches are, all kinds of different metrics. How did this come to be, and like, how how did you welcome this to your company? Say, so, you know what, this is what I want. Are you an analytic computer guy like uh, yourself? How did this come to be? Yeah, I've always uh, always been that way, and I, I looked at this as being like more of an incubator, right? And having these verticals of, of fan engagement technology, being able to have something like this, where where now the the broadcasters and the commentators going to be able to talk about like interactive viewing, uh, displays I mean, real time stats yes. for an enhanced viewing experience, comparative analysis provides historical comparisons to add context. So you're just going to have sort of instant stats. You know, boom, boom, as oh, soon yeah. as it happens. Yeah, and, and this is, you know, one day when we get the data accurate, this would be uh, great for the betting companies. Bet, they, you know, I've, I've got some betting companies, just, they, they saw this uh, on the back end. They loved it. They want to check it out. Healthcare companies, you know, more healthcare companies trying to get this data to maybe start to ensure some of these fighters down the road if they can collect enough of this accurate data. So that's that's this whole thing is about, man. How we, did you beat some of the bigger companies to this action? Because this is something that you figure that some of the bigger companies would be thinking about. Yeah, I, I can maneuver a little different. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're like a linebacker. You're, you're, you're you're that's right, man. I mean, look, the line, man. You know, ha have, having uh, the ability and, and the knowledge and, and then also, to the outreach, right, because I'm not a full-on tech guy, but I know what I want to do, and I get to, get to a hold of the right people to do it. And so had this great partnership with these guys over at Shot Tracker, um, you know, who created the, the technology. Actually, the technology is in, I think, PGA and, and MLB and, and – uh, it's one other, one other, one other sport that they use that, but we have it in combat sports, and we're going to make this uh, data as accurate as possible. So a lot of your cards are uh, often on Saturdays. This is a Friday card. Yeah. So you're shaking it up a little bit. Why Friday this time? Well, because UFC is in Anaheim on Saturday. Okay. Uh, which is yeah. right next door. Yeah. So right yeah. to Long right Beach. Right next to the beach. Yeah. yeah. And I and I think that's that's great, right? Because we got some, you know, some of the foot traffic. Obviously, they got a big card coming up. For the record, too. Orange County UFC cards, those are the, like the craziest ones, man. Right. That's <laughs> like the old school Ed Hardy crowd, right? Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah. A lot it, of it's big it, dudes and I, stuff. I, look, I, I'm going to be there. <laughs> I, I'll be there to fight. Um, and so, you know, the UFC's the next day, and we got a lot of um, a lot of fans coming in for the fight that's also going to come and see us. Right? That's we awesome, got, yeah. Um, you know, Tony Ferguson's guy is, uh, is on his card, Tommy Aaron. Uh, Alba Morales, who fought in the UFC before, is trying to get back to the UFC. He's fighting this card. Uh, we, I, I just got word of Cain Velasquez. Velasquez is probably going to show up there. We got a couple.
up with his his that's fighters awesome. on the card as well, man. So I think that's uh that's cool for everybody to be in town at the same time. And you have a very good relationship with the UFC and Dana White, don't yeah. you, personally? Yeah. Yeah, I got a, a pretty good relationship with them. And it, my, my first UFC fight was back in 2005, man. I, that's how long I've been around it with Chuck Liddell, Tito Ortiz, and Randy Couture and these guys. So I've been around this sport, training, often training with them during the off-seasons, man. So I've been around for a long time and obviously having uh, you know a pretty good relationship with Dana Works. All right, I want to talk some football with the great Sean Merriman as well. But let me ask you, we spoke to Sheena Bathory power slap yeah she's kind of the face of power slap there you know she's sort of billingers like the ronda rousey yeah type of deal she kind of looks like ronda as well she's got she kind of looks like a superstar and i know we hear about taylor swift all the time sheena bathory's got like 200 million hits bro yeah on instagram what do you think about power slap is someone because when i tweeted out i said man i got the frank lemasella the president on i got sheena bathory on it was like 50 50 that stuff savage you know, I can't believe you're having these people on. And other people are like, man, I love this stuff. I'm betting on it. You as someone that's played football and now a combat sport owner and president of a company, what's your take on, on the power slap? I, I love it. Um, you know, and Dana talked about this, and I talked to him a little bit when I, was, when I saw him, is that you can say whatever you want. The numbers show that people are watching it, right? You, that video you're talking about, Dana showed me that the, that video got 170 million views. All right, so let's talk about Harbaugh. How excited are you? What do you think he brings? Does his does the does it translate what he did at Michigan to the National Football League? You know, he really preached that family and faith. And in fact, he had like 70 guys that were baptized. It was almost like they were like Liberty or something over there. They talked about playing for a higher cause. If you were playing as coach Harbaugh type of guy that you'd want to run through a wall for. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that his biggest quality I, in my opinion, is to be able to come in and make changes right away. Because it is, it is hard to walk into an NFL locker room. And he did it with San Francisco 49ers, by the way, with a less talented roster. He didn't have a Justin Herbert. He didn't have a Keenan Allen. Yeah. Right? He didn't have a Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, or Derwin James. He didn't have none of that. And he made those changes relatively quickly. So outside of talking about it, and I get the, the fans are super hyped up, excited, which they should be. It's going to be a fun year. But let's not talk about Super Bowl. Let's talk about what Jim Harbaugh did is how are we going to get in this weight room today? How are we going to have the building blocks? See, that, that's where a lot of people uh, – And listen, it, I'm a Michigan fan, and yeah. I'm really upset we lost Ben Herbert because this guy, the strength and conditioning coach yes. and the staff, he brought Minter with him. So let me ask you about this because I've told people I'm a big Harbaugh fan being a Michigan fan that I am. He signed a five-year deal. Harbaugh is not coming in here to win the Super Bowl in year one per se. How do you build this team up? Let me ask you, what would you do with the, the fifth pick on the draft? Do you go with Brock Bowers, who's just a stud tight end, that you pair with Justin Herbert? Or, like Harbaugh likes to build the lines, man. Joe Walt out of Notre Dame. Maybe yes. a defensive lay-two out of UCLA, man. You know what I'm saying? I am. I, um, look, nothing against Bowers. I think he's a great, um, uh, a great tight end. There's nothing wrong with Everett. Everett can go. Yeah. He can play. So if, if you're not if you're gonna draft a position, it gotta be an instant upgrade, not waiting for a guy to get on the field and trying to you know build him up and get him going. Would it be and we'll get to the Super Bowl and get Sean's Super Bowl thoughts before we get Sean out of here. Would it be a disappointment if the Chargers aren't in the playoffs this year? Yeah. Yeah. Like that's the goal, right? Yeah. Make the playoffs yeah. this year. Yeah, the, the goal the goal is to win a division because the best team in the league is in your division. So the mentality of it, yeah. forget the playoffs, forget the Super Bowl. Division. Let's win a division because we get a division. It's now. like college, right? Win exactly. the conference. That's it. Win the, the conference and then talk about everything else. 
All right, so as far as the Super Bowl is concerned, we've got a great matchup. It's a rematch from four years ago. We've got, you know, everybody talks about you just can't get in front of Mahomes here, but I think San Francisco have the deeper football team. How do you break this game down? What are the keys to the game, and who do you like? The Ravens were a better team than KC. So were the Bills. Better team. More talent. More All talent. these teams have more talent, right? More talent. They keep finding a way. More, t- more talent. You know, at, at, at How good is Spagnuolo uh, and this defensive that, coordinator, he, man? He, th- th- that defense, in my opinion, it, Patrick Mahomes is great. That defense is the reason why they're in the Super Bowl. Yeah. That play that they made against Flowers when he was going into the end zone, that poking the ball out. Unbelievable. Huh? That, that play, that's championship-style defense. That's, champion, that's how teams win. We could talk about Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid, how great how they are. Chris Jones? Chris Jones, the most that, underrated that, that, players that in the league, man. Next thing. The reason why they lost against the Lions starting the season now, yes, uh, uh, Kelsey was hurt. I think because Chris Jones' presence wasn't on the field. And so when you, when you look at it like that, man, that mentality that they're not – they're always going to get overshadowed because you got a Patrick Mahomes at quarterback. But that defense and, and Tranquil, the, how, they're, how they're playing right now, is the reason why they're in a Super Bowl. I'm going with KC to win the game because, you know what, they already beat two, two teams that were better than them, and they know how to win. They're going to capitalize off your mistakes. And teams that have been here so, so many times, they know how to win. Let me ask you, Tushar, what's it like as a defensive player – when you get a quarterback in third and long, like Buffalo and Baltimore did all the time, and you know he's throwing it to Travis Kelsey, and you can't stop it. He 11 for 11. He was targeted 11 times. He caught 11 balls. How frustrating does it get in the huddle and when you're on the line when you're playing a team like I, that? I never understand this. Going into a game, you know which player can hurt you the most. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, welcome back in pro football today here, the big game edition on the SportsGrid Network. I'm Joe Ranieri alongside Mike Carr. And, uh, Mike, I, I could not help myself. Uh, just there in that last segment, I fired away three more bets here. And the more and more I get closer to kickoff, the more and more I think there is. The only way Kansas City is going to win this game is if they're playing from in front. So I'm about to make that first half bet on Kansas City. I don't think they're built to come back this season here, Mike. Uh, I don't think they're built to come back either. And I think the way for the Niners to get this done, Joe, is like, I think the Niners got to build themselves uh, a nice lead in this game. I think that that's their key to success. Get out to the 10, 14-point lead in the first half. Make Mahomes have to try to throw the ball around a little bit, uh, which has been a struggle for them. They want to control the game. I like the first half play that you're talking about there, if you were on that side. seems like everybody so far, Joe, on the Kansas Mm. City side uh, right now. A lot of the charts and graphs crowd uh, is leaning that way uh, to them. Uh, let's go back out to Vegas, though, Joe. What do you say? And, of course, Scott Farrell always having a good time out in the Mecca, the hub, Sin City, talking to everybody out at Media Row. Here's Scotty. 
Jay Glazer's here from Fox Sports, my dear friend. Uh, here's the deal. So what happens is I do, we have a we have shows called In-Game Live, so right. like in-game betting. Right. So when I do Saturdays, I do 100 college football games live, and I do 100 college basketball games or whatever live. Damn. And then I did the Rose Bowl live. Damn. The whole, the whole game. And then we're doing the Super Bowl, so we'll be on from 6.30 till end game. So you turn off their sound, and you guys do it. That's right. And so right. We, we react to the game. Right. We, we talk about the game not non-stop for the entire game right. it's like doing one of these alternate broadcasts that you guys do or espn or fox does where they have this side piece going of action but the difference is is that ours is completely dedicated to gambling right everything's right. all about the odds the number the spread the total everything changing in-game betting and it's the most unbelievable thing i've ever seen like you know all right so being on fox the enormity of it, right? Yeah, yeah. So when I started at Sports Grid, they had no one. Right. And now it's in, you know, 200 million homes. Right, 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 right. Now it's on every streaming service yeah. in the world. I know now, the power, it's the, yeah. now it's the number one streaming sports channel in the world. Wow. Fast channel for, because of gambling. Right. Sports betting has become so enormous that this channel, Sports Grid, that I came to from CBS, I chose to do this, it's like crack for these people. Right, yeah, yeah. And it like doubles, it doubles all the sports betting apps. That's what happened originally when fantasy football became huge. That you changed know. my life, yeah. And now this also, when we do our ins and outs on Fox NFL Sunday, I know how much you know juice we have in there. There's one game I said, it was last year, two years ago, I forget when it was, last year, that there was a quarterback that was questionable, and I said, not only is he not questionable, he's out today and the next three weeks. He was, that game was pulled off the board. <laughs> Man, that, listen, that bling is so strong. Is that Jesus? That's Jesus, baby. Honestly, King, bro. King Jesus. I mean, my man. Oh, my God. Amazon. He, oh, Car he's got Jesus on his bling. I mean, it is, I, I mean, this guy, he just set the bar on another level. Look at him. He's got Jesus on. Bro, that is tight. So, four years ago, you are in the Super Bowl uh -huh. with the Niners. Was that a trip? Trip, bro. It's crazy to be back out here, but it was a trip, man. A crazy experience. Glorified game. So I used to go to games in Foxborough, mm -hmm. and I believe like that it's possessed. Their fans are possessed by the devil, and that's why you wear that Jesus chain Amen. because the fans in Foxborough want to kill me because I'm a Steeler fan, and the fans in Foxborough are drunk, and they're the devil's children. And then I they took me to a casino there, Foxwoods, and I was held captive for weeks. Oh my goodness, bro, bad experience. They're great fans up there, though. Do you they like are. it? They are. I do. I do. I can. I can handle it, bro. Were you stressing out that you guys weren't winning? Did it stress you I, out? I was stressed out. I missed I missed the dynasty era, man. I came too late. You came too late. <laughs> what did you think when it was the end for Bill? That sucks. Like, man, he's the man. man. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. I, hopefully any any ventures he goes into he, will be successful. He's one of the coolest guys ever uh, off camera, off the football field, telling stories, football mm -hmm. stories. No one tells better football stories than Bill Belichick. Yeah, so hopefully he gets in the media space so we can hear more Was he stories, ever man. cool to you guys away from the field and yeah. like just a cool dude yes for sure for me personally as my, my my relationship with him it was great man funny guy cared about his guy keep killing it bro Thank i you, love bro. you Appreciate bill miller the ceo of the american gaming association is back on coast to coast for the second year in a row is that right indeed so it's good to see you bill and uh can you give me an update on the 23 billion dollars that americans will uh, bet on sunday's game which really is a demented number think about how 
gigantic that pill is to swallow. $23 billion bet on one football game. Well, it is, it's incredible. First of all, it is great to see you again. My um, man, my man. And, yeah, like, just, just where we've come, right? I mean, we're here in Nevada, and we'll talk about that in a couple minutes, but this was the only place where you could legally bet on sports, right? Right. For a long, long time, decades. That was it. And so Supreme Court rules, Chris Christie, you know, God love him, takes it up and says, why shouldn't New Jersey have the same opportunity as Nevada? I know, oh, by the way. You're right. He the was the them? reason. He was the reason. The reigning world champ is here, Cam Hayward of the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> I don't know about reigning. <laughs> At reigning world champ, defending world champ, unbeaten world champ, the king. And, uh, man, it's so great to have you on the show. As you know, in less than two minutes, I told you my life story about Pittsburgh. Right. Does that give me, I, that gives me, like, I'm in the fraternity. Oh, I'm yeah. here we you go. Got the cred. You got here the cred. we go. Yes, sir. I'm a season ticket holder. I went to all six Steelers Super Bowls. Yes. Um, I even said to you that I thought the Bills game was fixed by the refs with the crappy call on Jack. Your bingo card is, is and, there. And now this one I haven't said to you. I even knew that you said you were going to keep playing because you don't like playing on one leg. <laughs> it's yeah, true. Very true. For And Warren Sharps here, am I not looking straight ahead at that green light and that we're on looking straight ahead on the monitor? Am I wrong? Yeah, you know, all the cameras have a green light. The red light, there's only a couple that have red lights at different times. Well, that one has a red light. That one has a red light. And the guy that runs the green light just gave me the finger. He just gave me the finger, that guy. Now, how about, honestly, Warren, that kick-ass... I don't even know what it is, shirt you're wearing. It, I think it almost has a back to it like it's a sport coat. I can't figure out what it is, but it is Gandhi. I like it. I appreciate You're it. always breaking, you know, the trends and the you, you got the style. You right, stand. So, uh, we got a lot going on here. What is your impression this week of, uh, and by the way, Sports Byline's with us as well, all their great affiliates. Thank you for uh, tuning in. Uh, we're at the Super Bowl 58 uh, Radio Row at the Mandalay Bay where the fish is fly in Las Vegas. Warren Sh uh, Sharp, our lead analyst and the mad scientist himself, live and in living color, sitting next to Pharrell. He's always in, uh, you know, the beltway. He's always at his uh, fat crib or at the, uh, you know, the MGM National. I mean, you're always, you're always somewhere, but now you're finally with me at the Super Bowl. How about that? And what's your impressions this week as opposed to where you were on this game last week with me? Well, I think the biggest thing for me is when I saw the way that that Ravens lost that game by not running the football, I immediately wanted to be on the San Francisco 49ers. Like the first thing I was thinking is the Niners should be able to kill these guys on the ground. I don't know. I don't know why the Ravens did not take advantage of that against the Chiefs run defense, but the Niners should be able to. I love Kyle Shanahan. They have better players because they're paying Brock Purdy peanuts against the salary cap. He's quarterback 67. Christian McCaffrey is on a reduced deal because they uh, added void year at the end of his contract, so he's only $3 million. He's like running back 18. They got a better roster, a deeper roster. The 49ers should have the advantage here. And I thought I knew a lot about these teams. I didn't think I was going to be surprised when I went to break these game, these teams down in detailed analysis for this game. Um, and I looked at the other side, and everybody who was on the Chiefs, like, they're not doing detailed analysis. They're just betting it because of Patrick Mahomes, more or less. Most of these guys right. are betting it because of Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is a dog, obvious play. I, I went through this report, okay? I did. I, I wrote up 67 pages, nearly 70 pages, spent nearly 70 hours on it as well. And no lie, I think the people that think that the 49ers 
are going to win this game for the same reasons I thought and for the same reasons I just mentioned, I think they're wrong. I think they're wrong if they think that that is the path to victory for the San Francisco 49ers. It's lazy. I don't think if anybody actually dug deep into this analysis for any point in time, they could feel better about the 49ers than they did when they started their research. Simply because I think that there are many more edges and margins within the edges that favor the Kansas City Chiefs, in my opinion, on both sides of the football. The one thing, though, that stood out to me, and we're going to walk through this game you know, over the next hour, we're going to talk about the Niners on offense and the Niners passing the ball, Niners running the ball, flip it to the Chiefs. But the one thing that, I guess, bothers me a little bit about siding with the Chiefs that I uncovered was simply the fact that I think that the 49ers are much more capable of erasing a deficit and coming back in this game if they need to, whereas I'm not so sure that the Chiefs are capable of that. The Niners have the number one most explosive passing offense in the NFL. They start quick. They can end the game quick as well with their passing attack. They've come back. They erased a 17-point deficit last week, seven points the week before that. The 49ers are capable of doing that because of their explosiveness and their explosive playmakers on offense. The Chiefs don't have that. You know, in 2019, the Chiefs, they go and erase three deficits of double digits right. in route to their first Super Bowl. The Chiefs, in, even last year, they went four and one when trailing during the regular season by double digits. They won five, four of those five games. This year, they are two wins and four losses when down by anything more than seven points, right. and the only wins have come against backup quarterbacks Jake Browning and Aiden O'Connell. They they are one of the worst pass defenses in the NFL, pass offenses, the Chiefs, when trying to pass the football 10 plus yards down the field in the second half of games. They just don't have that element to get back into the game. That alone is the factor that has me feeling a little bit nervous about the Chiefs, but everything else as we'll get to, uh, there, there's a lot more that are fall, is falling into the pro Chiefs basket for me than the pro Niners basket, and it was a little bit surprising to me, but um, that's what the research shows. Alright, Sean Alexander with us. Uh, the cafe momentum is off to my left here at the Super Bowl. It's really cool. Create change for you justice i think it's really uh awesome badass what you're doing for kids you started out in one city now you're expanding all over the country your plan is to eventually get it every nfl city yeah you know because uh you know like we're saying the recidivism is at 11 percent. so that means if we actually put uh put a capital momentum in your city there's a great chance that the kids that do things even things that probably should have some punishment yeah yeah but who really wants to be judged for the rest of their life for something they did for a mistake 15 16 or 17 like even if it was done on purpose you're like man we can't throw these kids so they used to ruin kids lives and now you're trying to change that which is what's you know really specific about it's cool all right you made a mistake we're gonna give you another chance to get your act together and get your life straight we're gonna help you yep. and you either take that help or you uh, are or you, you are you? a moron and we found out that majority of the kids turn it around and all over the country say yes i want to take the second chance sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com All right, welcome back in as we look to close out this edition of Pro Football Today, the big game edition, and uh, there's no better way to end it uh, than with food, as far as I'm concerned, than our social media team here at the Sports Grid Network uh, got a stadium food tour yesterday. Mike, are you seeing this? I mean, uh, this is 
I'm starving right now, and these guys uh, are getting the carte blanche tour of every food known to mankind at this game. You got to start thinking about the menu as well, because mm. it's a big day from that aspect. And I think, look, wings are obviously a staple. You got to have some wings in the mix. I'm going to try, Joe, uh, over the weekend to talk my wife into making uh, the buffalo chicken dip that she makes. That's a must-have yes. uh, for me on Sunday night when this game kicks off. Yeah, no, you, you have to have it. I mean, it's, uh, I, I believe the last week, too, uh, our good friend Craig Mish here on the network, host of Newswire, uh, had the unmitigated gall to come out and say that, oh, it's trays of chicken parm. I'm like, whoa, whoa. Ooh. Like, it, no, Ooh. you are not Ooh. busting out the chicken parm during no. football. No. no, I mean, not, it is Sunday sauce day. I get it, but. There's levels to this. On on football Sunday, I want nothing to do with the chicken parm and the pasta. Like no. that's just a little too heavy for me, man. Uh, no, that's a no is, no go for me. This is not Italy in the World Cup final. Uh, this is Correct. Super Bowl Sunday. We need to go wings. We need to go dip. We need to go nachos. We need to go with all yeah. of those. They can little helmet nachos, Joe. Go get the helmet off the wall. Stuff the nachos in there. About. That's what we're talking about, Joe. Big time. That's it's right. The big game. There you go. That's the big game. But not that I'm opposed to a good brujol every now and then. But that's not <laughs> what we're doing here. All right, guys. We appreciate it, Joe Ranieri, Mike Carver. We'll be back again. Pro football today. The big game.